Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But I got that kid to put her motherfucking cereal bowl in the fucking dishwasher. Like regularly? Regularly. Wow. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm John R. Bray. And I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And today we're going to, per usual, probably hop around on topics a little bit. But we want to touch specifically on parent-teacher conferences, which can be kind of a love-hate thing for both, well, for all three parents, teachers, and kids, I think. Oh, man. I will just say this. that I now know what my mom felt (laughs) as a parent to me. (laughs) Because you're essentially raising yourself in Lita. It was was a very, it was a huge surprise given some of the um, trouble that she's had in the past with math and you know we had to hire a tutor in fifth grade fifth grade math fifth grade math that will go down as one of those milestones in our history of parenting where it's like we survived fifth grade math oh yeah but yeah it was she we have not had parent teacher conferences for marlo that's next week um but i had parent teacher conferences for lita a couple weeks ago and uh, that's six different teachers. <laughs> it was an hour and a half of my night over at her school. And um, I walked in thinking, oh, gosh, you know, my daughter who likes to make fun of people and joke and poke fun, what's going to happen? And it was the most lovely surprise. It was amazing. <laughs> that, that's a good surprise. Now, it was well, like I have to ask because conferences with Lexton are kind of weird in terms of how they're organized. Do you go? Are all the teachers in sort of a central place, and you just hop around, or do you actually walk her schedule? You have to walk. Well, first you had to sign up for a time. Okay, yeah. And for each teacher, and then you had to walk to each teacher's class, and each teacher. Um, you could tell that they were like looking, looking at each parent that was there. Like you actually care about your child because so many parents didn't go. A lot of people don't go. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is interesting. Well, that's a good way to have conferences. Did- Last I haven't had Lexton's yet this year. I think they're, I think they're either later. Actually, I think they're like mid November shortly before Thanksgiving. But last year we set up a time and met with one teacher and I, I had to do this as a joint effort, which was super fun because... With Heather? Oh, yeah, because why sign up for separate times when we could all go together, mm-hmm. I guess, was the mentality. But it's weird because you sit with one teacher 
who delivers the information for the other teachers. And I really huh. didn't like that. Because it's a team of teachers, correct? It's a team, but I mean, he has a different teacher for every subject, and I don't want to meet with uh-huh. the science teacher to find out how it's going in math, because then if you actually have any in-depth questions, they have to get back to you, which kind of defeats the purpose. I can just email the teacher's questions if I have them. Right. So why, sh- why, why actually physically show up to do that? Right. And why physically go with the co-parent who doesn't actually help with any of the homework? But that is a separate <laughs> discussion entirely. <laughs> oh, man. I, you know, all the hard work that I put into this kid, damn straight to hell I was going to go to that fucking parent-teacher conference. Of course I'm going to get show up. Are you kidding me? And it ended up being positive. Like, not, I mean... <laughs> it was incredible. The, the first teacher that I saw was she's like hmm, you know, oh lita lita is yours oh my gosh she is so delightful and lovely and t- turns all of her work in on time and uh, I'm like, really and she's like oh yes and let's let's look at her grade oh yes 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 here, here it's like a very very high a and oh oh she's just a wonderful treasure to have in the class and i was like i didn't want to say i'm like, like which, has she which made lita fun of you it? yet <laughs> has she not poked fun of you in front of the class like it, really and she's like oh absolutely like she has nothing to improve on it's just amazing just and every teacher said the exact same thing and I got to her math class and um the math teacher is pretty fun and she goes oh yeah you know what I remember I sent home a sheet at the beginning of the year and, and I asked, is there anything about your child that I need to know? And you wrote, she can be a smart ass. <laughs> Are you serious? I did. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and she goes, so I've been waiting for it and absolutely no sign of that whatsoever. She is so smart. Like I look at her quizzes, like hundred percent across the board. This is math. And, and just uh, two years ago, she was struggling to get by in math. Yeah. And it she has just soared this year and it has been so amazing to watch on a day-to-day basis. She actually came bounding down the stairs a couple of days ago. I was at my desk and she's like, "Mom, okay, okay, how was your day?" And I'm like, "What's going on?" She's like, "No, tell me how your day is." And I said, uh, "My day's going well. What's going on?" She goes, "Okay, well, first, I had the best day ever." And I said, okay, what is that? What constitutes the best day ever? And she says, okay, first, mom, for the winter concert. So the dance teacher, she assigns certain, you know, choreography to certain people. And guess what? She asked me to do a solo. And I was like, are you serious? And she goes, yeah, but even better than that. And she pulls this paper from behind her back and it's student of the month in math she gets to go to a special lunch with students of the month she got student of the month in math why but that that also trumped i'm sorry that was also more exciting for her (laughs) than than dance which is pretty incredible it was it was incredible. She was so excited about it, and, she, and I said, "How did how did they choose?" She goes, "I don't know." I, she goes, "You know, 
I, I'm sure there are other kids in the class who are smarter than I am, but I'm like, well, Lita, like every one of her teachers was just like, she's, she's so nice to the other students. And she, she, you know, the, the one thing that she could work on, oh, oh, she got it from me. She said the one thing that she could work on is raising her hand and answering more because we know, I know that she knows the answer, but I think that she's afraid to do it. Uh, so she's quiet in class. Yeah, strangely. <laughs> so, but it it really is like I even look back at pictures of her from when she was four and five and six, and in, it's she's just a. I don't want to say a different person, but she is. She's just this confident and really. I mean, she didn't walk until she was two, and here she is dancing. <gasps> In in the most graceful, like, I'm like, where did she get that? I don't know. So it was a very affirming night for me going in there and hearing all those teachers just sing her praises. And as I walked out of there, I was <laughs> I was totally strutting. And I was like, I'm taking credit for that. I'm taking credit oh, for yeah, that. You are. And I called my I called my mom and I'm like, I get what you felt as a as a parent, because I was that kid. I mean, I was that kid, so it was a it was a bright light in what has been a very, very, very difficult couple of months. You needed that, yeah. And you were obviously kicking ass, even though it might not feel like it in the day to day. This is a good example of the bigger picture being something worth focusing on. Not only is she doing a solo and dance, but I got that kid to put her motherfucking cereal bowl in the fucking dishwasher. Like regularly? Regularly. Wow. Yeah. That's almost more impressive than student of the month in math. It I'm actually might be more impressive. A victory list is what I'm going to do. So that I, you know, you know, you, you write affirmations and you put them on your like mirror in your bathroom. I'm just going to be like, she put her goddamn dish in the dishwasher every day this week. I did that. <laughs> it only took how many years? Yeah, she's 12. Yeah. She's been, yeah, about four, four years. Work in progress. Mm-hmm. So it's been obviously a, like a transformational year for her. It has been. I was very, very worried about her going into this new school um, with all these new kids. It's, it's middle school, but she has really blossomed and... Her confidence is palpable, and she's a joy to be around. She really is. She's funny and smart and very patient with her sister. And, yeah, I love that kid. (laughs) Uh, Is that a surprise to hear me say that? No. No. (laughs) But you do need to definitely make a list of these successes so that you can look back at them because a lot of this as we've talked about before on this podcast and elsewhere, is not in the day-to-day because the day-to-day sucks a lot of times, but it's the bigger picture. And it's times like that that I think help clarify that. I don't know if I even mentioned this. Uh, When she came back from summer and we were about to start piano, she was grumbling quite a bit about it because... um, she hadn't practiced in the five weeks she'd been gone. And she was like, I will have forgotten everything and it's going to be hard. And 
So I went through (laughs) and I gathered all of the certificates that she has won over the last four years where she has scored a superior. Um, She has to go in front of a judge twice a year. One, she plays a concerto with her, her teacher. And then the other time she goes, she plays some solos. And for the last four years in a row, for each of those, she has scored a superior across the board. And she gets these certificates. So I went and I collected all of them. And she was upstairs on the couch, like on her phone or something. And I said, I want you to come here. And I had laid all of them on the table. And I said, I want you to take a look at that. Take a look at all of that, Lita. You did all of that. And then I mumbled, I did all of that. (laughs) I did all of that. (laughs) You did. And you deserve credit for that as well. But you also need a stack of ratings that say superior. Because when you look at what you've done, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, you do have to, like as much as I talk about, you know, the, the confidence that she shows, it's, I, I really do need to, I'm going to take credit for, you know, the fact that my, my kids are good kids. People say that to me a lot. Like, you've got really good kids. Like, they're nice and they're polite. And I'm like, yeah, I've worked really hard. I've worked really, really hard on that. And um, it's very satisfying to see it pay off. Yeah, and you have to work hard at it. It doesn't just come naturally. I really don't think that it does. Parts of it do, but not all of it. I mean, I like I said, I haven't had Lexington's conferences, and I can probably guess how they're going to go because it's sort of a similar pattern. But as long as it's better than last year, then I'm fine. What happened last year? Last year, year was shit because it was his first year in middle school in sixth grade. And it was, you know, two months after I moved out and six months or five months after we separated. And it was just an awful period for him. And he had a couple teachers that, you know, I always tend when he comes home and says, complains about a teacher, I always try to put a positive spin on it and, you know, whatever. And he kept complaining about a math teacher. And then I finally met her and I came home and I looked at him and I said, I know exactly what you mean. I don't like her either. Because she was she was super unfriendly, had no personality, kind of militant, just not. And maybe she works for some kids. I don't know. But it was an awful year for him. But even in the awful year, everything that I would ever hear was that he's super polite, super kind to his classmates, always willing to help. I mean, just a great kid to be around. But he's really disorganized. And even when he does his homework... <laughs> He doesn't turn it in because he can't find it. And then, and that's like, that will be something he battles with for the rest of his life. This year has already been better. Grades wise, it's already better. He's got a better attitude about it. So I'm more positive, but I mean, it's the same, it's the same shit. And I finally acknowledged, I'm like, you're going to be, you're probably going to be disorganized in some way for your entire life. And that's not a bad thing, but you have to learn how to work with it rather than let it control you. Right. And I'm pretty sure he didn't really listen to that, but I'm trying. I don't know if, if disorganization is is really a curable personality trait. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I had a manager once years ago who, who said, we both know what your flaws are and we're never going to fix them. It's like, I'm never going to fix mine. You just have to learn how to live with it, which I thought was awesome because... 
that's kind of my approach with this organization thing. Like I'm never going to fix it. He's not going to be an organized person and that's fine. As long as he turns his shit in because I'll be damned if I help with homework that gets lost. <laughs> it is. And it's, it's, uh, it's infuriating at times, the disorganization being a, a mostly organized person in dealing with a child who is disorganized is hard. It's hard. Uh, yeah. I recently might have kind of lost it a lot because they do these homework checks in math where you're supposed to do your homework every day and it doesn't really get graded. It's just if you did it, it's complete, so you get credit. But then twice every section or chapter, they do a homework check where it's sort of like a quiz, but instead of actual math questions, it will say, you know, homework number three, question four, what's the answer? So that she knows that the homework was done and it was done correctly and that they have it. And they always correct everything in class. So everything, basically it's free points. As long as you have your homework, it's free points. And he got a 30% on it. And I said, <sighs> why? Why did you lose this many points? Well, I couldn't find some of the pages. And I just lost it. I, I just completely snapped this has not been an amazing week and i just said i don't have to help you with your homework i already know how to do it but i'm i'm really frustrated that i help and you don't have it and you don't turn it i know i said no i know doesn't count i said you need to come up with a solution by the end of the day i oh i was just livid it's okay that you lost it it's okay he's, he's not he's not strong in math so that's like one subject that I spend a lot of time on and he this year has a tutor. So he's like two years behind on the tutor thing with Benlita. But I spend so much time trying to make sure that he brings it home and has it done and understands it. And then when the free points get thrown away, oh my God. Oh my God. I would rather have a bad test score. Seriously, <laughs> because that's at least like, fine, you didn't get it or this happened or that happened, but not, you can't find your shit. Mm -hmm. And I know if I open his binder or go to his locker, it will be there. I know that. It's never gone. It's just never where he needs it. So yeah, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, uh, I know, I know, well, Lita's, Lita's actually gotten a little bit better this year. In terms of the disorganization, I mean, what I did is that I've, I've been working very, very, very hard on getting them to be more organized just for the sake of my own sanity since, <clears throat> I mean, there's two of them. There's one of me and there, there are 17 different schedules and it's like what we're going to do is we're going to take our socks off and you're going to go put them in the hamper so that we don't lose your socks because we go through socks like crazy and like and I have a, a list of, of chores written out for them and, and put up on a, a board on the wall. And that has helped tremendously writing stuff down for them. Lita actually said something to me yesterday about that. She said, Mom, I take notes all day long. She goes, is it easier for you to learn something if you hear it or if you see it written down? And I thought that was an interesting question from her. And I said, I said, I well, I write everything. I write notes all day long, but I will remember it more if I see it than if I hear it. And she goes, I'm the same way. Interesting. Which I remember it if I write it myself versus reading it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting that she 
was paying attention to that though. Because she was complaining. She's like, I have to take notes all day long. And I said, well, that's going to continue for the rest of your life. Just, just so you know, at least if you're into any creative work whatsoever, you're constantly jotting down notes. And really anything in meetings or, I mean, it's forever. It really is. Being it's forever. An adult Notes are forever. Yeah. I used to have the most beautiful handwriting, too. It was gorgeous. I used to win handwriting contests. <laughs> there were handwriting contests at yeah, your school? Absolutely. Yeah, like in, in elementary oh, school. Man. There were calligraphy, tes- calligraphy um, contests that I won. And I remember I had this beautiful, my senior year of high school, I took AP biology and the notes that we had to take in that class, I had a notebook just full of the most beautifully handwritten notes about biology. And I remember doing a purge of all my shit in the, in my basement and I threw it away and I wish I had kept it just to show Lita like. (laughs) You would have been amazing to know at that age. Yeah. The fact that not only were you in AP biology, but you took flawless notes with beautiful penmanship. And little did I know at age 16, 17, that by age 41, I would lose the ability to hold a fucking pen. (laughs) It's still legible. You're good. Oh, it's pretty terrible. It's pretty terrible. I've always had awful penmanship, so I have no excuse. It's just been bad. And every time I try to improve it, it gets worse. Really? Are you you're, you're right-handed, right? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Miserable penmanship. I don't think I know any cursive except for my name. What? They didn't really teach it. They actually, Lexton can barely sign his name. They taught cursive for maybe a month, one year. That was it. They don't do it anymore, do they? No, which is insane to me. I don't expect them to spend years on it, but... You kind of have to know how to write your name, cursive. You have to sign things. I I remember learning it in, I don't know, third grade or something and loving cursive. I thought it was super cool. So I would write everything in cursive. And then eventually mm-hmm. you lose interest because it's just too much work. Yeah, my penmanship goes between capital letters, lowercase letters, chicken scratch, cursive, all over the place. Yeah. Like in one Depends. document? Yeah, oh, wow. in one word. <laughs> I'm it's I'm so pretty bad. consistent with with uppercase, but lowercase occasionally slips in there. But it's hard to have like, awful penmanship, and then tell your kids that they have to write neater. I mean, I find myself mm-hmm. saying that all the time, and then I'll go back and look at what I've written. I'm like, oh, fuck it, write however you want. I don't care. <laughs> it's not gonna matter in the long run. You're gonna be texting anyway. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Half the time when he has to type anything, he asks if he can dictate it. Are you serious? Yeah. Which, so, okay. I compromise and I try to do like a 50-50 because I want him to know how to type because it's important. But I also know that dictation is going to become more important than that. And what I've noticed, I noticed it last year, is he would sit down to write a book review and he would spend an hour and write, I don't know, 200 words, maybe, maybe not even. Typing? Typing. And then I let him do voice dictation, and I kid you not, in 25 minutes, he had almost 700 words. And they were awesome. It was really good. Like, 
the ideas are there. He just does not want to type them. So I'm sort of stuck. Like, is it, if you're, if you want him to type, then teach typing. If you want him to get the ideas down, this is working. So I don't know. And he understands, you know, you can't use voice dictation everywhere because there's a lot of noise. It's not going to work. But mostly I don't want to fight it. You don't want to stifle if if the if the idea is flowing. Don't stifle it by making him pound it out through his fingers. Exactly, you know? because that's not the lesson. It's not you need to learn how to type. It's I want a book report. If you can do that by talking, then you've accomplished it. As far as I'm concerned, mm-hmm. there are varying opinions on that that I get from other people <laughs> who don't see it every day, but I do it anyway. Survival. My my dad worked for IBM for. 35 years or so and we had those typewriters um you know the typewriters that would do you remember when the type you probably don't remember this the typewriters that came out from ibm where you could delete a whole row of letters oh no wow yeah and um wow i learned to type on an ibm typewriter that had the little ball of 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 letters on it and uh, <clears throat> I used to type all of my homework in seventh grade. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the kid that I was. Um, of course you did. I didn't have to. I just did because it was going to be better looking and it was going to impress the teacher more. And oh my I remember, God. I know, I know. I was in, I'm still oh. insufferable, but I was really, really, really insufferable. And I remember, and this is where my kids get it, I remember being not as good or as fast at at typing as I wanted to be and almost like picking up the typewriter and like smashing it on the ground (laughs) and just being so mad that my fingers weren't faster and that I I would see like you know people who type on television especially in the 80s they're just like typing like 700 words a minute and I wasn't that but I learned to type on that IBM typewriter and We had to do these vocabulary cards in seventh grade. And um, I still remember this. It was like an index, index cards on a spiral, spiral index cards. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Like, like attached, like a spiral notebook. Yeah. Yeah. But index card size. And I would type out the word. um, I remember this saunter. Saunter was the word. So I would type out the word and cut it out and paste it onto. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> the card. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so much extra effort. Oh, I loved it. I loved it because it was going to be amazing and I would have accomplished that. Oh God, you're awesome. That is, oh, wow. No, it does not translate well to um, being liked well in high school. Does not translate well at all. Oh, that's great. I was in the AP classes, but I was not that diligent. As it were, I just did the work. If it didn't look great. In the AP then, classes. Yeah, I mean, I I read the chapters, did the work, took the tests. I mean, above and beyond was not really in my scope at that point. Did your AP classes? Did they go up to one hundred and eight um, for scoring? As in, like one hundred and eight percent. Like. Or on the GPA like, scale. Well, for the GPA scale, like at my school you could get 100% in your class. In AP classes, you got an extra eight points. You got a, you could get as high as a, a 108. Okay, I know what you're saying. I think 
Yet, no. I mean, it would still be 100%, but you know, you're on a 4.0 GPA scale. If you were in AP classes, you could get as high as a 5.0. Oh, I see. Because yeah. ours didn't work that way. Okay. But yeah. it was a similar concept. Yeah. Yeah. I was the kid who, if I didn't get the full 108 points, I was not okay. Super not okay. Like, if I got 106, I was mad. Yeah, I knew people like you. Yeah. It's okay. You made it. Uh, well. Yeah. Maybe, maybe barely, but you made it, right? <laughs> Here you are. Yeah, I had a, I had a physics teacher. My AP physics teacher pulled me aside one day out of class. She actually stopped class and pulled me out of the class into the hallway, and she put her hands on my shoulders, and she said, look at me. You are going to break, and it is not going to be okay. You are going to break. You have to let go. And I remember holding in the sobs, but I was like, no, you don't. I don't know how, I don't know how to let go. I don't know how to let go. And she said, at some point in the next few years, if you don't let go, you're going to break. And I wonder where she is today. I was going to, I was going to ask you if you'd heard from her at all since then. But I, well, cause I did break my sophomore year in college. That's when it all fell apart. I mean, I completely wrote. So she was spot on. And she was spot on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. She'd seen it. Yeah, she'd seen it in herself before. So that's pretty impressive for her to do that, though, for her to actually take the time to do that, like not in a disciplined way, but just a genuine concern. Mm -hmm. She had had my brother as well a few years before. My brother is a very, very likable human being. Like my brother's, my brother is just the funniest most gregarious, generous, funny person, and they got along like bandits. And so she had a, a special place in her heart for me. But also with with one thing I'll say about Lita is Lita is not as nearly as much of a crazy, fanatical perfectionist that like I was. And I'm glad. It's a hard because, way to live. Yeah, I mean... I like I want to call my mom. Well, I do call my mom every day, and I'm like, I'm sorry that I'm sorry that I'm me. <laughs> oh my God, you do not. <laughs> I've said that so many times. I'm sorry, mom, <laughs> that I have put you through hell. <laughs> All the times I would cry, I would call her sobbing from college because you know I was certain that I had failed a calculus test, and turns out I had gotten like a very low A, and yeah. It's, it's a, it's awful. It's awful, and I'm I'm glad that Lita sort of doesn't have that pressure on that to put on herself. Well, it's good to have some amount, and it sounds like she does. Like she wants to do well, mm -hmm. but if she doesn't, it's not going to destroy her week. It's not going to destroy her life. Right. Well, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love for Lexton to have even just the slightest bit of concern, just a little bit. <laughs> It doesn't even have to be a lot. Just a little bit would be great. There's just no... I, I have not been successful in getting him to see that it actually matters. I don't expect him to get straight A's, but it actually matters. And it's really hard to recover from a 30% on your work check of free points. <laughs> that you helped God. with. Ah, so frustrating. <laughs> 
it it'll be really interesting to see what, what how Marlowe um progresses because she's such a different kid. Yeah. Um like who my my sister and my stepsister my my mom was relaying this story to me about how she went to see my stepsister in Denver and my stepsister has two kids and one of them I believe is Marlo's age, second grade. And she had gone in and um, she was amazed at the the reading level of some of the kids and said to my mom, you know, what what's going on with the parents of those kids? Like, why are why are they not encouraging those kids to read more? And like, are those parents are obviously not interested. And my mom said, whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. First of all, <laughs> she's like, Lita was reading like at age three and four with very, very little prodding from from Heather. Like it was a preschool teacher that taught Lita how to sound out words and Lita just ran with it. And then you have Marlo who, who she's really, really come a long way even in just the last two months. Like she's reading incredibly well, but it was a very, very slow start. And we worked with her all the time. And uh, it just, she just, she's not as interested in it. And uh, what if I have a kid who's not? Who's <laughs> not? Who's that? Why? What if I have a kid who doesn't care? Who who does get thirty percent on stuff? <laughs> then then you'll call me and I'll tell you what it's like because it's a delight. Let me just. <laughs> it is a delight. Although I do think, I feel like I I don't want to curse it, but I feel like I see it shifting, because. If he if he does really pour on something, he's either very nonchalant or he won't tell me. But if he does really well, he's super excited and he wants to call his grandparents and he wants to like he's he's really proud of it. And I'm trying to point that out every time. Like you need to see the difference here. And every time he takes a test, it doesn't matter what the test is, it doesn't matter how hard it is. I say, How was the test? He goes, Oh, easy, nailed it. And then he gets a C or a D. Like almost without fail, except the last test he took, he came home. It was a math test and he said it was really hard, but I tried really hard. I answered everything and he got an A. That's fantastic. So I'm starting to think like now that he's maybe processing it different, like maybe there's going to be this shift. I was, when he told me it was hard, I was actually happy. Like, oh my God, this, this wasn't an easy test that you nailed. Maybe it'll go well. Like, who, who knows? Yeah, it's hard when they have no... And with, with Lexton, it's just he can't really understand how it affects the bigger picture of his life. Like, so I got a 60%. Nothing is any different. I still go to school tomorrow. I go to the same class. Nothing changes. You know, I mean, if you work somewhere and you have poor performance, your job is on the line. Mm-hmm. But nothing's going to happen. You know, he knows that. So it's just, it's hard to show them that it's not necessarily about the consequences, but it's about the, you know, the personal satisfaction of doing well. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Again, it goes back to the different ways that kids learn and the different ways that kids are successful um, because it sounds like he learns in a very different way. You know, Lita, I think, learns in a very traditional way. Like she takes notes, she listens, and she gets stuff done, and I was just like that. And then you have kids who are brilliant who just don't really care if they get a 30 or a 40%. Yeah. And just – or they learn – they're much more hands-on, like physically, they're they're much more intuitive. I don't know. It's Well, it's hard <sighs> because I think the students who learn in the more traditional way, I think that's that's how schools teach. Because that's exactly. I really think how most students learn. And he's not like that. He is more of a hands-on learner and he's brilliant in some things, but if it's not the things that catch his eye, then it doesn't it doesn't really matter he also doesn't have a sibling which i honestly think helps a lot and i don't know if that contributed to how you were in school and i don't know how that will impact marlo or how it already has but he doesn't have anyone else to look at younger or older i mean i'm a i'm a middle child i'm a midwestern middle child which is a great place to be (laughs) but i mean i had my sister who's older and watched her go through high school and finish high school before me and my brother who's younger and watched him do it. And they're both super science-minded, ridiculously smart, and it's obnoxious. But being able to watch them and see that, it kind of it propels you along. It did me, yeah. My brother especially. My brother was, again, just this dynamic, funny... He was a nerd, but he was a popular nerd because he was so funny. And I watched, I was a freshman and he was a senior. And it was one of those, like, I idolized him. I idolized my brother because he was so smart. He kind of didn't care if he, you know, got 100% on anything, but he could if he wanted to. And, um, so what I wanted to do was sort of I, – I knew I could never be as charming as him. So I was like, I'm just going to beat him grade-wise. <laughs> that that propelled me. That was what it was, was the competition? For sure. That is so awesome. I'm the same number of years apart from my sister. And she was the same way. She was – everybody liked her, super smart. She was musically talented. I didn't really actually know what area to possibly beat her in. But it made me want to do as well. As she did. Yeah. My sister was pretty. So it was like, well, if I could be the smart one. Oh, my then... God. <laughs> my sister, she still is. My sister's gorgeous. She was gorgeous. And I just, well, if I get straight A's, then. Then I'm better than then... both of them. No, I'm not better. At least I've done something. <laughs> right. Like you've left your mark in some way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it did consume your life. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, it's good for Marlo. Well, right now Marlo sees how well Lita does certain things like piano. Um, and that kind of backfires. It, oh, man. It, is, this, was a, oh, this is another satisfying moment, by the way. So I'll just share this little story. Um, they go to piano on Thursdays. Marlo has her lesson first, and then Lita has hers. So... Um, we sort of we sit in the living room of the teacher's house while Marlo does her lesson, and then Marlo and I go get some dinner together while Lita has her much longer lesson. And there was a group lesson. They have a group lesson once a month where all of the kids who come to this teacher, they all get together and they play pieces for each other. Well, Lita's one of the oldest kids that the teacher is teaching. And there's kids as young as five this year who are starting piano lessons. And one of the parents um, walked in, Lita's lesson was finishing, and one of the parents of the younger kids walks in and, and is hearing Lita play the piano. And she's like, is, is that your daughter? And I said, yeah, it is. She's like, how long has she been playing? And I said, this is going on her fifth year. She's like, she's like, oh my gosh, like can, my kid could probably be doing that in five years. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like five years ago. We were we we had the exact same conversation with the, with a parent who we you know was like my kid could be that good one day, and now my, now that's my kid. Now she is that inspiring. Good. She's that good. That's awesome. She's so good. She's so good that I do not even have to prompt her to go play or to go practice. I don't have to stand over her. I don't have to say this is the piece you need to do. She goes through her lesson that the teacher writes out. And she practices every day for 50 minutes. And she does it herself. And she's a voracious reader and she gets straight A's. Uh-huh. She is the type of student that my chubby seventh grade self would have scowled at. You were not chubby. Oh, I totally. In I'm in a grade. I'm in a fine. Yes, I was. I totally was. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Chubby seventh grade self. Oh yeah. So you can imagine how threatening that scowl would have been. <laughs> she's yeah she's uh she's doing well marlo so marlo sees her playing the piano and uh gets real frustrated because she wants to be that good now uh-huh yeah. mm-hmm. yep i get that mm-hmm. and do you i may have already talked about this but every week you know there's a new four-page lesson that we have to get through in a book for marlo and piano and like there's a new concept like this concept is the half note dot or this concept is piano and forte and this concept is a harmonic second or a harmonic third and um we get through when we start the lesson i have to sit down with her and we sit down to play one of the pieces in the lesson and is it a sesame street or a, a muppet um skit where the person is playing the piano and then they start to bang their head on the piano oh, no. do you know what I'm i do know about? what you're talking about it's probably muppets but i don't know for probably sure muppets like it is literally do you know you know animal from the muppets oh yeah that's her yeah. on the piano that is her on the piano that first lesson she is literally just so upset and so angry that she can't play it right the first time that it is she loses her mind she loses her mind just loses it and i somehow in the last two months i've done so much work in terms of trying to be patient i 
keep my calm even though like my stress and my and my panic level is just like rising up and I'm like it's gonna be okay I'm sitting right here I'm gonna help you through that and we spend like 30 minutes just trying to get through this one piece and then she's in tears and then it's over and then two hours later we come back to it and she plays it through the first time and she looks at me and she says I like this <laughs> after she almost destroys you while sitting on the piano bench yes. you deserve a medal for keeping your shit together during that after she almost destroys the piano like she gets so mad oh my god <laughs> well and it, it I mean partially right she has her sister so there's that dynamic and then there's mm-hmm. her mom who's helping her I think at a, like sometimes with some kids it's just someone outside the home that needs like outside of the immediate sphere that needs to drive some of that motivation. Like with Lexton, he's very science minded. My brother is, I don't know, getting his PhD in some chemical something or other that I can't even fathom. And he's super nerd and I love him for it, but he's totally a nerd. And I told him once, I said, if you will just FaceTime with Lexton like once a week and you can always turn those sessions into some sort of academically focused lesson, so I will pay you. To do that because he eats up everything you say. He does. I mean, I could I could tell Lexton something and he'll ignore it. And if my brother says it, it's like straight out of the Bible. This is it. Really? I gotta do I don't I don't know why a hundred percent, but I don't question it. They're kind of the same person. Although my brother was more academically focused. So I'm hoping Academically you know, focused. He was. Oh god, he's like five years younger than me, happily married, PhD program. Sick. Don't you love comparing yourself to people? I love Isn't it. Great. Yeah. Yep. So fun. And I totally know. So I good. totally know that comparison is the thief of joy. And you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Sometimes it's hard to to not <laughs> compare, which we are both obviously well aware of. Mm-hmm. I. You know. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to remember they don't have all of their shit together. They may have most of it, but there's those little frayed pieces that we don't know about. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, everyone has their own story. And as put together as they are on the outside, not not that, like, everyone is a wreck and I'm secretly delighted to think that parts of my brother's life are in shambles. But everyone has their things. You know, some of us mm-hmm. just have more things that are in shambles that hang out everywhere and are very obvious. Or at least that's how it feels. I don't know. Yeah, I have to say, I have to say to to Marlo, like, listen, Lita struggled. Lita struggled just like you did. Also, P.S. Lita can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact: she thinks sometimes she can, and she'll belt it out in the car, and it's like, oh my goodness, oh, I'm gonna roll the windows down. Ha! <laughs> you should just dance. <laughs> Literally, okay. She has been saying it so much lately that every time she says it, I, I do a little. I'm I like, she's like, "Mom, can I go dance?" And oh every time God. she does it, I am. I do this because she has. To, she asked me because it's right next to where I work, and she wants to make sure that she's not going to be bothering me. And every time she does it, like I do this little flip of my hand and foot in the air, like involuntarily like can i go dance well the way that you say it makes me want to do like jazz hands like every single time you say it 
sitting here alone, I feel like doing jazz hands just because of how you say it. It's so weird, though. I mean, I am the most, I have no coordination whatsoever. I will break a toe sitting down. You know, I am so not coordinated. I am so not graceful. You can ask all of my friends. I'm a terrible dancer. Oh, same, yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, God, yeah. She, to have a child as graceful as she is and to, to be as good as she is at, at, at this level, like, I don't, it, it is amazing to me. And I'm not making fun of her when I say I want to go dance. It's just the juxtaposition of me having given birth to this thing that is awesome at that is so weird. Well, and to be a graceful dancer and a talented pianist is pretty, that's pretty awesome. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're not a great dancer. Can you play the piano? I played, I used to play a lot. Um, I never read music, but I could pick out a song by ear. Wow. And and used to do that quite a bit in my youth. In my youth. In my youth. That's what <laughs> I did in Mormon, my youth. <laughs> that's such a Mormon way of saying something. In my youth. In my youth. Um so she gets, and her father is classically trained in piano, so she gets the piano music thing from, from both of us. And we'll see how Marlo does. We'll see how she progresses with this. It seems like if you can convince her to stick with it, which means if you can manage to not burn your house down while trying to sit there with her, she'll probably yeah, be okay. Like, like I would, it, These lessons have got to get easier at some point. For her, I mean... Or, yeah, it's 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 a, it goes back to kind of a self confidence issue that's going on. I'm gonna sit down next to her on the piano, and I gotta brace for it. Here it comes. <laughs> Literally, that's how I feel. I'm like, oh gosh, here it comes, and she just she'll go like, wait, 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 and then all of a sudden it's like bang, 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 <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> you know that there's going to be a day where you sit down and your whole body is tensed and you're braced for it, and she's not gonna lose it. It, it will happen at some point. I know. I know. And you're not going to know, know what to do. I mean, you're you're probably going to bang your head against the piano because it's you're going to need someone to do that. I wish that I could show you what it's like to have two children at such different ages. Because I, I look at what I'm doing with Marlo on a day-to-day basis. Marlo's still, she's seven years old. Seven-year-olds still require a little bit of work. A lot of work. A lot of work, yeah, and just to be honest. A lot of yeah, um, because somebody's going to write in and go, my seven-year-old is fully self-sufficient. And you know what? Good for fucking you. You get a fucking cookie. Um, but I look at what I'm going through with Marlo on a day-to-day basis, and then I look at my 12-year-old, almost 13-year-old, who is just really self-sufficient, like really honestly. And it's like, I, you know, you get there. You totally get there. You, wow. The difference is... Oh my gosh, I was doing all of the, I was in the trenches with that 12 year old who now I'm out of the trenches, really, when it comes just to the day to day, you know, it's, it's a remarkable thing to like look over at one side of the room at one of them and at the other side of the room at the other. And you're like, wow, wow, I'm here. Which has got to be helpful in a lot of ways. I mean, the fact that you can look at Lita and say, okay, it's going to get there. Marlo is going to get there. Because I, I mean, at least I only have one, but with Lexton, I probably, I probably haven't even realized it in the same way that you have because I don't have the contrast. But, you know, if you take a minute and just pause and I think back to when he was six or seven or eight, oh my God, it's so much 
he's so self-sufficient now. It's so much easier in some ways now. But I didn't really realize that transition occurred, and I don't realize it regularly because I have nothing to base it against. You do. You have Marlo. Well, even like um, a year ago, not even a year ago, like I would go upstairs with Lita at her bedtime and I would braid her hair so that she didn't wake up with a disaster going on. And um, I would read next to her as she read. And then I would until and then when she was done, I'd turn the light off and we have this ritual. She doesn't want that anymore. She's like, Mom, I can put myself to bed. I'm like, well, do you need me to help you braid your hair? No, I can do that. Wow. So, yeah, like even in just like the last few months, like she does not want me to accompany her. It's, Mom, I can do it. I'm fine. But even at home, I mean, it's not just like an in public thing. No, wow. it's in home. She's like, like, Mom, I can, I can put myself to bed. Mom, it's fine. Like, go do what you need to do. I can read myself. I'm fine. Interesting. Wow. Which is probably in part just wanting that independence, but also like wanting to just prove it to herself. Like, I don't, I can do this. I don't need her for this. Like, she still needs you, obviously, but not for these little things. Mm -hmm. Do you miss it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I miss it because I can already feel she's not pulling away. It's not that. It's this, I don't need to share everything with you because why? Right. Or... Um, why are you talking to me about that? Because I'm not really interested. It's this, the dis. It's this attitude with with teenagers. We're like, oh, my parent, ugh, my mom. Right. It, it's not. It's not that bad yet. But I can feel that shift happening, and I have to remind myself of that, especially with Marlo, because when I put Marlo to bed, Marlo wants me in there as long as possible. I mean. She takes as long as she can to brush her teeth. Then I, you know, we do go through this whole, we read books. She reads a few books. I read a few books. I sing her certain amount of songs. Like she wants it to be a very long process. It's like, okay, you know what? Hold on to this. Hold on to this precious, precious, precious moment. Because pretty soon, pretty soon she's going to smell bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to happen no matter how you slice it. But I think it was on that episode that we had with, with, uh, Hillary Hyde, Professor Hillary Hyde, and she mentioned, I don't remember exactly how she said it, I'll have to go back and look because it was really good, but about her her son as he became a teenager and how she kind of had to realize that it was just, this was just part of the change. Like you accept it and you adapt and it's not mm-hmm. bad. It's just part of how they change and grow. And I, she she had a really great way of putting it and I'm completely butchering it and making it sound ridiculous, but I will go like back to it. He was perfectly it. fine. He was perfectly fine. Like he... I think he had come home from being away for a while and she was really eager to see him and he was happy to see her. But then he was like, he could have gone away for another six weeks and he'd been fine. And they both would have been (laughs) fine. Yeah. Yeah. They both would have been fine. Yeah. Yeah. We're not too far away from that. Mm -mm. Which is weird. Which is, which might be why really quickly, literally my patience with my kids says I did some work. I'll just say that. I did some work, especially when they got home from New York. And I was like, I am I am going to give my kids the parent that they deserve, especially I'm going to walk away from my desk at night and I'm going to be patient with them and I'm going to smile and I'm going to sing and I'm going to give them give them that. And um, and I totally forgot what I was about to say, <laughs> but it was it was going to be beautiful. I could tell. 
Something about your patience. <laughs> something about something about my patience, and I just totally, totally spaced it. Uh, whatever. But I'm sure it was great, and I know that you were very patient oh, with your children. Oh, this part, this, this. Um, Marlo has come a couple of times in the middle of the night to be with me in bed, and um, normally it's like, oh, please don't do this. I'm not going to get any sleep, and the last couple of times it hasn't happened very frequently but the last couple of times that it happened I was like come here it'll be okay come here just climb in bed next to me and it was like a natural response of this is never this is so fleeting this is so fleeting and if you want to get in bed with me it's gonna be totally fine I may not get some sleep tonight but you my little little my little bird are right here next to me and oh it's so good it's a good place to be Mm -hmm. A much better place to be than the alternative. Screaming and losing it all the time. Yeah. Although that can still happen from time to time. And mostly I'm saying that because that's kind of been my week. But next week's a new week, right? Next week is a new week and he could turn in all of his homework and do it. Oh, that's going to happen. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. I don't think I can survive another one of those. Pour yourself a giant dirty martini. Yeah. Before he comes home every before day. He home, before he comes home, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> we just... Every single day. We'll see. I'm I like I said, I feel positive about this year, so I'm hopeful for the conferences. Things have already been so much better than last year, so we'll see. We'll have to touch base on that in a later episode when when I've returned from hopefully a non joint event. We shall see. Yeah, next next week is Marlowe's. Um, we'll see how Marlo's stuff goes so yes and if anyone has any awesome parent teacher conference stories please share them they can be positive they don't have to be nightmarish obviously but uh, or suggestions on how to help Lexton keep his shit together we would love to hear them and as always you can email us at stories at manicramblings.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Manic Ramblings. Love to hear from you. And uh, does your daughter like to dance? Jazzy. Jazzy. Until next time, Jazzy. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.